Okay, so first of all, first of all, Shkayach to uh, Dabiker Stuff for uh, sponsoring this morning's learning and uh, breakfast. It should be a schluss for him. No, Mishbach. Um, where is he? Is he here? Is he here? Oh, okay. Okay, so let's learn. Um, we have a few more over here. Oh, there's more coming. Okay, so we have enough. Okay, so let's mention something about Sphere Simer. It might be a little bit of a shorter shear than usual. You know, we'll see what, how it goes. Um, the minig of Kali Yisrael goes back, this goes back a long ways, at least Rishayim, probably Gainim as well, is that after you count Sphere, whatever day it is, then you immediately say Harachman. Harachman, Yachzalanu, Avoidis, based on Midrash of Kaima, Mervi, Yemenu, Amen, Sel is different as to it, but you say this Harachman. Uh, davening that Mashiach should come and the Beis Amigdash should be rebuilt, we should be able to return to Eretz Yisrael. Why? Why? So the Balmar, many Rishonim explain, but their Chavshat, in a very simple level, is that it's a Zecher, a zecher to Mashiach. Why are we mentioning, why are we having Mestal there? So since you're counting Sphiris Ha'imer, and Sphiris Ha'imer is related to the carbon Ha'imer, which was brought and unfortunately is not brought now, so it's an opportunity to uh, be Mestal for Gula, to, to Zecher L'Chorban type of thing, to mention Mashiach. Now, the, the truth is, that's the pshat, that's, that's what a number of Roshanim say. The difficulty is, um, I'm not going to say it's a big difficulty, but uh, the, the mitzvah of counting Oimer, the mitzvah of Sirius Oimer, and the carbon Oimer, uh, it's not really so clear whether these two things are, are, are connected so much. I mean, for example, um, there's a whole slew of Roshanim uh, that hold that the mitzvah of counting the Oimer, that we do, the mitzvah of Sirius Oimer, is midraisi even bizman hazeh, even though we don't have a carbon. Uh, nevertheless, the counting between Pesach and Shavuos is, is still as strong now as, as we don't have a Pesach Mikdash. It doesn't make a difference. So it needs a little bit more of an explanation. Why exactly are we mentioning this Harachman? Why are we like putting our mind to Yisrael with the Pesach Mikdash? Dafka by Sfiris Aimer. Okay, needs explanation. Okay, so let's, let, me, let me talk about a, a certain Indian when it comes to Sfiris Aimer, just for a few minutes, and then we'll see the piece of cook that you have in front of you, um, how this relates to Yisrael. So it's like this. If, if, you, if you think about it, there's a certain wording of Sirius Aimer that needs a little bit of, a, of an explanation. Uh, let's say the first day of counting. So what's the, you know, so again, you make the bracha, shaykh, shanam, sasvanu, al Sirius Aimer, fine. And then you say, hayyam echel Aimer, hayyam echel Aimer, fine. So today is the first day of the Aimer, fine. Then you go on to day two, day three, day four. Now, what, what would the nusuch be if we were writing it? I don't know, if, day, if the first day has been described as day one, I would say the second day is day two. So it would be Hayyayim Yom Sheni Lo'aymer, or Hayyayim Yom Shlishi Lo'aymer. That's not the Nusach. The Nusach is Hayyayim Yom Echad Lo'aymer, or Lo'aymer. And the second day is Hayyayim Shnei Yomim Lo'aymer, two days to the Aymer, three days to the Aymer, four days to the Aymer. And in a certain sense, that's how we're counting. We're not counting today is day one, day two, day three, day four. We're, we're counting today is one day, Today is two days. Today is three days. Almost like you're going back to the beginning and sort of rebooting every single time. Like, how do we make sense of that? <clears throat> and the truth is, even uh, every, single, every single day of Syria, it's, it's similar to that. So it's like this. You know, it's well known that there's a Machalakis Rishayinim, how to look at Sphere Saimer, right? Do we, like, uh, do we look at Sphere Saimer as every single day is its own mitzvah, right? Every single day is its own mitzvah. Or, no, 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 the mitzvah is one big, well, there's one big mitzvah, counting 49 days, right? Is it 49 individual mitzvahs, 
counting each, each day individually, or is it one big mitzvah counting this entire time period of 49 days? What is the nafkamina that we're all familiar with, that we're all terrified of, right? You miss a day, <laughs> you miss a day. So then the question is, can you continue counting with a bracha, right? If it's every day is an own individual mitzvah, so fine, so I missed, uh, I missed day you know, uh, 26. I could still go to day 27, it doesn't, doesn't affect me. But if the mitzvah is all 49 days together, one big mitzvah, so then if you miss one day, like the, then you messed up and you, you, don't, you don't have the mitzvah anymore. So that's how we tend to think of it, is that these are the two options. Either it's day one, day two, each day individual, disconnected, disjointed from the other days, preceding and going weiter, or it's one big mitzvah, 49 days. But the truth is, in the way that we count Sphere Soimer, it seems to be clear that th those are not the two extremes. Even if you hold that you're, it's 49 individual mitzvahs, the concept is not that you're counting each individual day alone in a, in a bubble, you know, disregarding what happened before or what happens in the future. The concept of Sphere Soimer, what it would seem is, is that as time goes on, you are, you, are, you are going back and counting the period of time that has passed already. In other words, there's, you're counting the first day, that's day one. When you come to day two, you're not counting the second day. What you're counting is the, the, the two, two days that have passed. You're going back and, and recounting the tkufa. The tkufa keeps on getting larger and larger, you follow? So you're counting day one, and then you're counting, it, there's been one day in this time period of Omer. And now there's two days in this time period of Omer. And now there's three days, and it keeps on expanding and expanding and expanding. So even if you say that, you know, that if uh, you, know, you miss a day, you could continue on, it, it, the, the concept is not to look at each day individually. The concept is, is that as the sphere period goes on, this tkufa, this period that you're counting, is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It would start off as one day big, now it's two days large, now it's three, four, five, and so on, it goes on, it goes on like that. I'll give you, I'll give you an example of, of, of where you see this practically. There, uh, I mentioned, so it's the Machlegis Rishonim. Again, if you miss a day, whether you can continue counting with a bracha. There is an obscure shita in the Ga'inim that hold the following. They hold that if you miss a day, it's fine. You can continue on counting. It's, uh, it's not a problem. Except day one. If you miss the first day, then, already, that's, that, then you blew it. Then you blew it. So the Rishonim that quote this shita that goes back to the Ga'inim, the question is like, what's the, what's the difference? I don't get it. If you're, if you're considering it as each one is an individual mitzvah, there's a mitzvah to count today, and there's another mitzvah to count tomorrow, and there's this other mitzvah to count the next day, so, so then what's the difference? What day you missed? I missed uh, day 26, or I missed the first day. Whatever it is, every single day is its own mitzvah. But if you understand that the concept of Sirius Saimer is not to count in each individual day by itself, the concept is, is that as you're counting the days, what you're doing is you're going back and reevaluating the entire tkufa that you began with and expanding that, that it started off as only one day large, and now it's two days, and now it's three days, now it's four days, and so on. So what, the, what these Gaidim are saying is that you got to have a beginning. you got to have a, a starting point to say this is where it's beginning from. And then from there, it's ever increasing and expanding. But you got to have that beginning point. Otherwise, where is, it, where is it all going back to? You have to have that beginning. And then, even if you miss a day in the middle, that's fine. But you have to have that beginning to sort of go back to and build on. That's how Sirius Simer is, is, is being seen in this, in this way. <clears throat> By the way, this idea, this idea of of sphere being seen in this context of 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 of, uh, of individual days that are being put together 
into a, an entire in a, 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 a one period of time. In other words, what we're what we're seeing over here with Sirius Eimer is that it's not these two again the two the two extreme options that we usually are familiar with is that it's either either each individual day by itself completely living on its own little island, or no no, no it's just one big conglomerate of forty nine days. What we're introducing is, no, there's a middle ground over here. There's a middle ground where each day is something, but it's being built on the previous day. There's an expanding time period that's moving over here, and that big time period is built on individual days. You follow? It's not this is one big glob of 49 days, and it's not just 49 individual pieces that, have unre that are unrelated to each other. There is a larger time period that we're talking about of Sirius Eimer, but it's built based on individual pieces of days being put in that in that, uh, in, that, in that big picture. You're building something, and that building of this time period right, is built based on the individual days that you're putting to it. So it's, this time period begins as one day, and then the time period then, then grows into, as two days, and then it grows to three days, and it grows to four. So you're, on the one hand, you're seeing this as one big picture. There's a time period of Sirius Eimer. But at the same time, we're recognizing the value and the uniqueness and the importance of each individual day in that time period, you follow? That's what's going on over here. This is, by the way, I mean, you see this um, even in the nusach that, that some people use for, you know, when you count sira, uh, so it's either le'oimer, right? Or it's be'oimer. You know, what's the difference between those two things? Say, so if you think about it, if you're counting le'oimer, right? If you're counting le'oimer, what does that mean to the oimer? It means that the oimer was brought second day of Pesach, and as we're counting the days, this is a day X, Y, Z, you know, to that day that we brought the carbon Oimer. If you say Be'oimer, what does Be'oimer mean? It means within the Oimer. In other words, what Be'oimer means is that there's a time period which is called Sirius Oimer. There's a time period, Bechlal. And this time period, Bechlal, is being built by these individual days. This is day one of that time period, and that means the time period is very small. But then you add a, day, a second day to it, and now it's getting larger. And now it's getting larger, it's getting larger. So there's the, the concept that we're seeing over here is that the site of Sirius Eimer is a concept of, of building something big, but while you're building something big, you're not losing sight of the individual pieces that make that big thing. You follow? We're not just ignoring the individual things, saying, okay, it's just 49, it's just one big mitzvah 49 days. And we're not just hyper-focused on the individual pieces by themselves of mitzvah one, of 49 mitzvahs. What we're saying is, is that there's a big picture over here. There's a big period of, of Sirius Eimer that we're trying to build. And that building, that, building, that structure, develops slowly as you add small pieces to it. It's like when you have, a, it, it's, it's, it's like when you look at a building, right? So you can look at a building and you don't see the individual bricks. You just see, you see a building. And then you see a bunch of pile of bricks. And all you see are a pile of bricks. Those are like the two options, right? Either it's Sphere Summer is one big mitzvah, it's just one big building, I don't see the individual pieces, or all I see are individual pieces, for United Mitzvahs by themselves. But what we're introducing is a new idea, which is that you're seeing a building. But at the same time, I'm seeing the building, I'm also appreciating and noticing each individual brick, its place in that building. Now this concept of Sirius Eimer being there to give us that ability to appreciate and to see this bigger structure being built, this bigger time period being built, but being built by the individual days that you're, that you're, that you're, that you're putting in there, that you're folding in there, this is something that's very much connected to Eretz Yisrael, very connected to Eretz Yisrael. Now let's see the piece that you have in front of you from Avkuk, okay? So it's, this, this sefer that you have, that I made a copy from, this is called Eretz Chetetz. Now this is a, this was a sefer that was put together 
by by uh, it, it was not Ruf, it wasn't Rav Cook. It was put together by the Piazetsin's brother. It's a whole it's a whole meiser of Shai, right? Piazetsin's brother uh, made Aliyah to Eretz became uh, like a Chesidish Rebbe on horseback. You know, he was like Chesidish Rebbe, and he was also like a like a pioneer building land and so on. He was very connected to Rav Cook, and so before uh, Rav Cook's Svarim became more popularized, he was Malakait. He uh, put together a sefer over here called Eretz Chefetz, and it's uh, pieces piecing together different pieces from Rav Kook, his writings and his letters about Eretz Yisrael, all different topics. I mean, now we have Svarim from Rav Kook himself uh, about Eretz Yisrael that's maybe a little bit more thorough. But this is, uh, what's, the mile of this sefer is maybe each piece is not super in-depth, but it's coming from a lot of places. So the piece that you have in front of you, this is a piece Dalit in the sefer. So this is from, it's, a, it's, a, it's cut and copied from another sefer from Rav Kook called Oilus Ria, a sefer, uh, a sefer on tefillah. So Rav Kook writes like this. He's going on the Pasuk, we all know. It says, We say this in Davening, that Hashem says to the Jewish people, Hashem said, To you I will give the land of Israel, the rope of your inheritance. Right? The, it'll be your nach, it'll be your inheritance. So Rav Kook is addressing a problem that the Mepharshim deal with, is that this Pasuk is a little bit disjointed. Who is it talking to? In the beginning of the Pasuk, it's individual. It's talking to to one person, l'cha etin eretz kanan, and then immediately it switches over to lashon rabim chevel nachlaskam the rope the rope of your of your plural inheritance. So it's lashon yachid begins and then it goes to lashon rabim. What's the um, what's the pshat? So he says like this: Eretz Yisrael matima l'knesses Yisrael b'chalusa. Eretz Yisrael is a perfect match. It's a perfect match for who the Jewish people are b'chalulus on a national scale. When you talk about the Jewish people as a people, as a national people from historical perspective, Eretz Yisrael is our perfect zivik. It's a perfect match. That's exactly where we're supposed to be. In terms of looking at Klai Yisrael for all of her generations, from the beginning of time to the end of time, there's a way of looking at Klai Yisrael as this big conglomerate, as this big mitzias, this big uh, national entity. And Eretz Yisrael is the perfect match for that. This is a big claw by Rav Cook's writings, by the way, that Eretz Yisrael is not just a place on earth that, you know, listen, every, every nation needs a place to live. So the Rebbe was looking at the map and he's thinking, you know what, I think that little place is going to cause them a lot of aggravation. Let me give them that. That's not what Eretz Yisrael is. But Eretz Yisrael is, Rav Cook writes in many places, Rav Cook, Eretz Yisrael is a physical place on earth that is the match to the soul of the Jewish people. It's, 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 it's our shidduch, it's our zivuk. It's our zivik, just like you have a chassan and a kala. So on a national scale, on a, on a, on a global level, the people of Kal Yisrael and the place of Eretz Yisrael is a chassan and kala. It's a shidduch. It's not a matter of like, okay, you got to go somewhere, let's go here. Like this, who the Jewish people are, Eretz Yisrael is a physical, earthly manifestation of the Jewish people. That's who we are on planet Earth. In, 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 uh, in Earth form is Eretz Yisrael. And Rav Kook says that Eretz Yisrael, therefore, is a perfect match to who the Jewish people are, Bechlal. But he says, Imzeh, with that truth, with the fact that Eretz Yisrael is the perfect match to who Kalal Yisrael is, Bechlal, as a nation, with that, he mat'ima gamkein l'chayim shakal pratim. Eretz Yisrael also is a perfect match to who every individual Jew is as well. What's unique to Eretz Yisrael, the quality of Eretz Yisrael is, that at the same time, it's a place in which a nation can develop and be comfortable but it doesn't lose sight of the individual person that's building that nation. Usually, you, ha- you, know, you have to make, make, historically, like nations on earth have made two choices. Either they'll remain nomadic, right? Tribal living and things like that. 
in which case, in which case the, the society is much more uh, focused on the individual. You know, uh, it could be in, in, in a good way or it can be uh, in a terrible way, but it's much more focused on the tribal type of living, each individual person, each mishpacha, finding their own uh, survival. Or you could have uh, you know, nations get together and say, you know, we're gonna sacrifice our individuality and create a society together, and this is how we'll live. What's unique to Eretz Yisrael, what the Rabbani Shalom wants with Eretz Yisrael, is that Eretz Yisrael should be a place in which the Jewish people come together as a nation, and we see ourselves as one big entity, but not to lose sight of the individual people that build that entity. To be able to see the building, but appreciate the bricks that build that building. So if Cook says that Eretz Yisrael is on the one hand a perfect match to who we are as a nation, but it's also a perfect match to who we are as individuals. I mean, this is why historically, even when, when God forbid, you know, we, we weren't allowed in Eretz Yisrael and we were kicked out as a nation, but you always had that cheshek that every individual Jew still wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael. So you think like, uh, you know, you're, you're going to, you know, back in the day, you're going to go to Eretz be surrounded, it still is, surrounded by enemies. You don't have any control, you don't have anything, and, and you're going to be Meiser Nefesh in order to be there by yourself. What's the, what's the draw? If it's Klal Yisrael as a people coming to Eretz so then I get it. Because you want the national entity, I get it. But as an individual, you see this, like, this duality. That on the one hand, we as a people want to return to Eretz Yisrael, but we also want to return to Eretz Yisrael as individuals. So which one is it? Is Eretz Yisrael a place of, uh, tribal, uh, of tribal living? Or is it a place of, of one big nation? I mean, you see that even in Eretz Yisrael, how it was divided up, right? It was divided up amongst that, that, that on the one hand, there's Kal Yisrael, there's a Malchus, Dov and a Melch, there's a kingdom, but there's also a deep recognition of every Shevet having its own place. And there's a, there's a recognition of every Mishpacha in that Shevet having its own place. I mean, the, that's, that's how the land was divided up, right? It was divided up, first it was divided up in Shvatim. And then from that Shevet, it was subdivided into families, into categories, and so on. And you would think that that whole mentality of Shvatim and things like that, once you have Dov and Amelach coming and establish a Malchus, so finished. You have to, why do you have to think of yourself as Shevet Yisachar versus Shevet Dan? Like, well, who cares about that anymore? You're, you're beyond that. You're now a nation. And you say, no, 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 that's not what Klai Yisrael is. What Klai Yisrael is a nation but we appreciate the fact that the nation is being built based on these individual pieces. And even when it's being built at the end, we don't lose sight of the individual pieces that are creating it. And says Rav Kuk, Rav Eretz Yisrael is that perfect match for that. He says like this, the imza with the fact that, that Eretz Yisrael is, is a perfect match for Kal Yisrael as a nation, it's also a perfect match for who we are as individual people. Each one according to their own madrega, their own personality, their own place. The next side. So the, each individual person, based on their midos, based on their, their essence, their qualities, their personal shlichus in the world, there's a place in Eretz Yisrael for that. That's why it's, it's a well-known statement from Chazal that everyone has Dalit Amas in Eretz Yisrael. First, what does that mean? And why do, I, why do I need Dalai Ramas in Eretz Yisrael? As long as Kala Yisrael has Eretz Yisrael and I'm a Yid, fine, I'll find my place. Why is it necessary that, no, 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 you as an individual person, regardless of everyone else, you have your Dalai Ramas? The answer is, that's not just a nice poetic statement. That's, that's the truth of what Eretz Yisrael is. Eretz Yisrael is a place that fits, that, that is the house of the Jewish people because it's being built on every individual person coming with their Dalai Ramas. And when all the Yidin come together, it's, uh, it's this combination of seeing the people, but seeing the individuals that have built that people. That's what Eretz Yisrael is. And this relationship 
is, is meduyak. It's mamish, uh, it fits like a glove. Even the measure of how much property a yid has in Eretz Yisrael, whether it be on a larger scale of how much of Eretz Yisrael the Jewish people control at any particular time, or what part of Eretz Yisrael you particularly enjoy or particularly connected to or particularly own. Hakol matim bekivon helyon. It's all a perfect shidduch from the Rabbanu Shlaylam, and the Rabbanu Shlaylam is running the show. So, so even though it's true that Klal Yisrael, you know, on a on a national level, you, you can definitely make the argument that we have a, an obligation to conquer the entire territory of Eretz Yisrael. But there's hashgacha pratis in Lamaisa how much we control, and that that hashgacha pratis is built on is is based on the individual Jews that are comprising this Klal of 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 Yidden in Eretz Yisrael. There's a shidduch to that. Going back to the Pasuk, this is what's being said. The Lamar, what's being said in this Pasuk is this quality, that Eretz Yisrael is this one big entity, but it doesn't lose sight of the individual pieces that, that build it. Again, the Pasuk began with Lashen Yachet. To you as an individual, one person, I'm going to give Eretz Yisrael. And then it ends off, in the plural, because that's what Eretz Yisrael is. It's a place which contains within it this eternal bond, on one hand, this eternal bond, and Eretz Yisrael is this eternal bond to the Jewish people that contains within it two sides. On the one hand, it's, it's, it's a bond to who we are as, an, as, an, as a nation. Looking at us all, all, all together, it's like, am echad, you know, ishachad b'levechad, but yet that ishachad b'levechad lucha to you, the entirety of the Jewish people, etin eretz kanan. With that being said, I'm not losing focus. I'm not losing sight and appreciation of who is this people. Well, this people is Reuven and Shimon and Levi and Yehuda and Yisachar and all these different shvatim and all these different subfamilies and and mamish individuals. Chevel nachlasem, the portion of your individual inheritance, plural. And so that's what's going on here. That's what Eretz Yisrael is. That's what it means, the rope of your inheritance. Sheer mudded, a specific measure, that this guy's house exactly goes here, and this person is there. And this is our inheritance with Eretz which is eternal. That's what Rav Kook is writing. Now, going back to Sphiris Eimer, by the way, and this, let's explain. We just got finished saying that what is Sphiris Eimer? Sirius Leimer is this, is this dynamic. Sirius Leimer is that I'm not counting individual days by themselves, nor am I just, just counting this huge time period, b'chlal. What I'm counting is this time period as it's developing and as it's being built by individual days. Today is day one in this time period, and now this time period is now expanding to two days and expanding to three. It's growing. And the growth of this time period is us seeing this time b'chlal, but recognizing the individual pieces that come to build it. That's exactly what Eretz Yisrael is. Our ability to do such a thing, to, to, to have that. So in other words, I'll put it this way. Sphere Saimer is not just, it, it, it's focused on this time period of seeing it in this, in this way. But what it's trying to accomplish within the Nefesh HaAdam is this idea of seeing Klal Yisrael in, in such a way of Achtos, of seeing us as one individual nation, but not losing sight of those individuals that build that nation. This is why it was during this time that Talmud Rabbi Kiva were nifter, right? So it's a funny thing, because 
you know, everyone asks the question, you know, these are Tamid Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva's whole life is the Haftalariyachakamaycha. So how could it be that Tamid Rabbi Kiva, they, they, didn't, they weren't able to live up to that standard of Rabbi Kiva of the Haftalariyachakamaycha? So, you know, the Sassanus writes, I think it goes back to Chushirim, he said, the Gemara doesn't say, Shalai Ovuzev, they didn't love each other. It says, Shalai Nogu Kovetzev, they didn't honor each other, they didn't have covet for each other. What does that mean? He said, of course they loved each other. They were Tamid Rabbi Kiva. The difference was is that there's such a thing as what does mean? It means that I don't see a difference between me and you. We're mamish all one big package. Mamish all one big thing. That's, that's Avas Yisrael. That's Geval. That's amazing. But with that Avas Yisrael, there also has to be a recognition of you also have your space and I have my space and I'm going to be mechad. I'm going to honor you. Shalanogu Kovetzebezet doesn't mean they didn't love each other. They loved each other to the point of where they couldn't see a difference between. Like, where do I end and my friend begins? They couldn't see that. Mm-hmm. The problem was, is that that's also not healthy. The, 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 the concept of, 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 of what Kala Yisrael is and what Eretz Yisrael is, is to see this, indivi- this collective organism called the Jewish people, but to recognize the significance and the space of every individual Jew that, that builds this entity that's called the Jewish people. This is, this is also... This is also why uh, the whole time period of Sirius Eimer is sort of us acquiring what we experienced on Pesach, right? That's, that's sort of, if you, if in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, you know, a, like a bird's eye view of this time period, you have Pesach, the Rabbani Shalom, we were in Mitzrayim, we basically didn't have an identity at all. We had no identity. Goy of Goy, we were subsumed in Mitzrayim, no identity at all. Pesach comes, the Rabbani Shalom says, okay, now you are an Amanifcha, you are a nation, you're the Jewish people. That's very nice, but we didn't really process that in full. Sphere Soimer is a time period where whatever we experience on Pesach, it's now the time to process it, to, to really digest it, to internalize it. And so what happened on Pesach is this quality. We were given the status of being a people, being Hashem's people. What does that mean to be Hashem's people? Well, to be Hashem's people means, on the one hand, to... to, to to be one large entity, not nomadic, where one, one person is just living on his own, another person living on his own, and finished. But to also recognize that that larger entity is comprised of individuals is not, not losing that side of, of, that, of that, uh, that quality. I mean, this is, this is a huge, huge klal in Yiddishkeit of being able to do two things at the same time, of being able to see big, big picture, but not to lose focus of the individual pieces of that big picture. It's a very, very big klal in Yiddishkeit. I mean, you know... Uh, Tarshibach Sav and Tarshbal Pet. Tarshibach Sav is big picture. Big picture. Zochras Yamashas Lakacha, in there is like, you know, all Hilchas Kiddush. And then you have Tarshbal Pet, a million individual details. The Tachlis of Abedis Hashem is to unite the two. It's to unite the two, like with Tomat Shabbos afternoon as well. The concept of uniting Tarshibach Sav and Tarshbal Pet, of not losing sight of the details while you're focused on the forest but not losing sight of the forest while you're focused on the trees, you know, to be able to see both and to recognize that the forest is built based on trees. You know, to be able to, to you know, um, to feel that, you know, the devekus, the, the attachment, the closeness to the Rabbani that comes from a Tarsh Vichsavdik experience, but to recognize that that experience is built based on the individual mitzvahs and halachas that we have. In other words, you, you, you know, you can have people that, uh, you know, that, you know, that they want to, they, they want to feel inspiration, they want to feel devakis, they want to feel big, they want to feel part of something amazing, something huge. And very often the Yitzhahara tries to convince Yid that in order to do that, you can't get too, too hyper-focused on the details of halacha. Because the details of halacha make you, uh, make you focused on, on details. 
and it's not, it, it's not, it's not inspiring. And the truth is, there is some element of truth to that. There's no question about it. That when a person is hyper-focused on details, you sometimes do lose the big picture, and the inspiration is not as, is not as pronounced. That's true. But the ultimate tachlis of Yiddishkeit is to be able to be involved in those details and to recognize how these details are building something bigger. And then all of a sudden, the concept is to connect to the, the general light of Shabbos. But the way to connect to the general light of Shabbos is by adhering and recognizing that that general light of Shabbos is comprised and built, and, and built based on Kiddush and Havdalah and Hamaitzi and Shachris and Musaf and Shmir Shabbos, Lam Tesmalachas. It's built based on all these individual pieces. And that's what Klal Yisrael is. That's the unique quality of Yiddishkeit, to be able to bring these two together. I mean, this is what Mashiach is about. Mashiach is about, you know, if you think about it, like, we had the first base of English, didn't work. Second base of English, didn't work. Third base of English, we're confident it'll be fine. Like, like why? <laughs> why are we so confident? See, the difference between the first two Bati Migdash were this quality. It's a big principle by Sadek and so on. The first base of Migdash, Klal. Klal, big picture. All inspiration, Nevoah. And because of that unbelievable, huge, uh, forest type of perspective experience, the Jewish people lost sight of the individual details of of, uh, of, uh, of halacha. And that's what led to the destruction of the first base of Migdash. All forest, no trees. And then you have the second base of Migdash. What's the second base of Migdash? The opposite extreme. There's no Nuvu anymore. There's no Ruch HaKadosh. There's no Arna base of Migdash. There's no big picture. All there is is hyper-focused on individual details. That's when, and that's when Tarsh Peh began to flourish, and that's beautiful. But what happens is, is that the Jewish people lost sight of the forest, and all they saw were the trees. And then when they saw another Yid, all they saw were the individual pieces of that Yid and saying, well, that guy's not perfect, this is not perfect, all that, that small-mindedness came because in Yiddishkeit they were seeing things in a very small way. And that also didn't work. The third base of Migdash is going to be this fusion of what? Of being able to appreciate the big picture and to recognize that the big picture is built based on the individual pieces. It's not just the building and it's not just a pile of bricks. It's seeing the pile of bricks as they are building the building, as they're a part of the building. Therefore, by Sphere Simon, when you count Sphere and you're saying, okay, today is uh, day 21, and that means this entire period has now become expanded based on this individual brick being put into that structure, we immediately say, we immediately dive in for the third base of Megdash because that's what the third base of Megdash is. The third base of Megdash is the ability to recognize how each individual piece is coming together to build something amazing. And that's what, that, that's what the Yitzhar tries to hide from us, right? So you're doing your mitzvah, you're doing your learning, you're saying you're doing something good, right? And the Yitzhar tries to blind us, and he's successful sometimes, to blind us from recognizing how this fits in this bigger picture of my life. Like, like, how am I growing just because I did this particular uh, mitzvah? This small little thing. Okay, it's a nice thing to do. I don't regret it, but I'm not seeing how this makes me this, this all of a sudden, this holy person that, I'm, uh, that I want to become. That, that's the Nisayan of life. When you can't sphere, you be mechazik, this Indian within yourself. Of, no, 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 no. That, who, that this bigger person that I want to become is based, and it's built based on the individual bricks that I lay down. And every individual mitzvah that I do, every little, little, little bit that I do, that I keep, and I try to be mechazik, that is building this bigger structure of, uh, of me being the tzaddik and the ishkadish that eventually I know that I will become with the coming of Mashiach. So Hashem should help us, we should be zeichet to appreciate Eretz Yisrael, appreciate each other, appreciate ourselves, you know, see, see each other, mamish become, the uh, to become one with another yid, 
but to give cover to another you too, to recognize that each one has their place, and who you are as an individual is what's building this bigger structure. We should be able to experience that. B'chalal, 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 B'